Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, you big bags of dookie. Welcome to the Good Place After Show, even though it should be the Bad Place After Show, because we all know that one is far superior. I'm Bad Janet, it's Halloween, and it's time to start the Good Place After Show, so stay tuned, you dinks. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN TV time. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Good Place After Show. I'm your host, Bad Janet. Actually, there needs to be more than one Bad Janet. We got a whole team full of Bad Janets in the house. Because it's Halloween. It's our extra special episode. And we're talking about Season 4, Episode 6. The Chip Driver Mystery. I'm your host, Elena Jordan. Or Bad Janet. I'm just going to go with Bad Janet because it sounds cooler. And my fellow Bad Janet, straight out of the warehouse. (laughs) Hey guys, Mary Lou here, and I'm calling myself Very Bad Janet because it's a very bad wig. And it, it itches really badly. It doesn't look as good as your, like, actual beautiful hair. You look fantastic, though, and you your do. jacket is at least on point. I, I couldn't <laughs> find my right jacket. Between us. All together. All together, with our powers united, which is what this show mm-hmm. is about. And, of course, our team would not be complete without Shiksa. Well, Shiksa So, I didn't get the memo for the Bad Janet. I'm my own version oh. of that. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm my own version of Bad Janet, so just deal with it. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the way to do it. Basically. Like, whatever. Just I feel like deal with you're it. like, I'm the demon that took over after everyone yeah. got blown up. You just haven't yeah. seen it yet. So <laughs> you're welcome for the sneak peek. Someone is running the, the <laughs> bad love that. And she's as fabulous you know, as you. If Demon Con, if everybody exploded at Demon Con, someone has to take over. Yep, yep. Basically. I say it should be the Queen Bee. Yes. <laughs> Love that. So we are, of course, celebrating our Halloween with all of you guys talking about one of our all-time favorite shows, The Good Place. And I have to say, this was one of my all-time favorite episodes. What did you guys think of this episode? Oh, well, I enjoyed it because we finally got to see more of the new humans, the new characters. And, you know, we've been missing that angle a little bit recently. So it was cool to see. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, this was fun. And uh, I'll get into it in my news later. But this one is very important to the the rest of our season, the rest of our show towards the finale. Oh, so be sure to stick around for the whole episode because not only will we be breaking down this entire episode and giving all of our little opinions and hidden things you might have seen or might not have seen, uh, we'll also be doing our special segment talking about some of the For Your Reference materials, a.k.a. name drops, cool references, Mm -hmm. little tips and things that are throughout the show, and of course, our news and gossip, as well as our predictions, so stick around for all of it. Uh, But diving into this episode, 
What I yes. liked about this episode partially is this show always messes with the show structure. Sometimes it's the ABC storyline. Sometimes it's just the A and B. Sometimes we have, you know, it's all over mm. the place and everything ties in. Um, typically, we have the story broken up by either our three or our four big characters or they're grouped <laughs> off into these sections. This was a really cool one because yeah. we know that bad Janet has been in isolation in good Janet's void. Yes. So, I mean, kind of fortuitous. So we just kind of woke up and felt like being bad Janet. And she <laughs> yes. just showed up in this episode and was like, don't forget about me, dingus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's been just kind of tucked away in this area. In the void. In the void. Mm-hmm. She's also in the void. Um, but... This we see Michael come in and say, basically, look, I'm going to tell you a story, and at the end of the story, I'm going to get rid of you. And the way that it's said, you assume, okay, something has gone down that has potentially made Michael... At this point in the story, what are you guys thinking? Were you thinking it was going to go the way that it did, that it was going to be this moral, compass, points true north type situation? Or do you think that... Or did you think in that moment that this was going to be another potential Michael breakdown? Something has gone so badly that now he's thrown in the towel. Well, honestly, we should have been expecting it. Just because we've been missing that moral aspect of the show over the last couple episodes. We haven't had Chidi's classes. I mean, you've had mentions here and there, but it hasn't been very prominent. So it's almost like we needed it because that's one of the beauties of the show. It's all the philosophical stuff that they just throw in there. So, I enjoyed it. literally throw with the books now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like a superpower. It's so cool. Like, if he's in a fight, watch out. Boom. Yeah, see, they could come from all directions. You could just, like, rapid fire, like, I know. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, there's... I was really glad that there was a lesson in this. And did Michael at the beginning say, at the end of this, I'm going to get rid of you. Get rid of you. Was the way that he said it. And by saying it that way with that sullen expression... To me, I felt like it was a typical Michael Mm -hmm. Schur psych out where it was like, you think it's going to be really bad, but it's actually good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, when I saw the book, because he brought that in and where he's like, that's part of the story, but we're not going to get into that yet. I knew that that was that was something important. That there's going to be multi layers to Mm -hmm. this and kind Mm -hmm. of peeling the back. And I like that we keep getting these check ins with Janet, too, because. You're right. We've had on this show for three seasons very overt philosophical themes. Mm -hmm. And this season we haven't seen as much of it. Uh, Whereas this one is the first episode to actually basically be like, and the moral of the story is this. Like Princess Bride type. Here is the story. I'm telling it to you. And this is what I want you to take away from it. In case you're not taking it away, I'm going to spell it out for you as directly as possible. Um, Can we also just mention that the moral moment, the teaching, came from Michael and not from Chidi? That's new and different, right? Because he's the one teaching. He's he's improving and he's growing, but he's the one now teaching that mm -hmm. Janet. And he has been kind of going down that path, but we didn't really get it from Chidi that much. Because he, as a demon, is learning himself. So it's this is the lesson he's taking away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, What, what do you think? You're not agreeing. Uh, not fully, um, okay. but just because we've seen Michael kind of be the person in charge who it would yeah. make sense for Chidi to go and give lessons to Janet. It doesn't make sense for Chidi to ever go and interact with Janet at all. So 
That's true. I, it seems like it would it wouldn't make sense for it to be a, any other way. But what I was originally going to ask was, um, since they kind of set this up with this structure and the moral of the story and actually spelling it out for you, mm. because Michael Schur has been talking about and a lot in interviews, people watching The Good Place and the potential of it actually making people better people, and this kind of being a bigger takeaway than he was really fully comprehending even at the beginning of making it, do you think that this episode was specifically designed... To basically be like, look, you guys watch this show and you're kind of Brent-esque, where in the moment you're taking it away, but unless we spell it out to you, it, you don't have to have the motivation to be a good person. You just have to do good things. Just be, be better. Try to, to be, be better. better than yesterday. Do you yeah. feel that this was basically kind of his just direct message to the audience? Yeah, it could be like, if you haven't picked it up by now. <laughs> you know, what the overarching thing is. Because it is about them, like the whole series has been about them slowly getting better. And then mm -hmm. now our main team is trying to deal with this person who like is doing better but then fails. Now what do we do with that? Mm -hmm. You know what? They're trying to be better than the day before. And, and that's yeah. the bigger lesson. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's also we're kind of getting closer, hopefully, to talking about the point system mm -hmm. and how that plays into all of this because it's like now they're realizing you're not good or bad. You have to just be trying to be better. So how are we going to change the point system to reflect that? That's a very good point. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, that really is yeah. a brilliant point because we've been setting up. I mean, this basically what he just said is this whole experiment is being judged incorrectly. So mm -hmm. even though we're still going through it, our point system mm -hmm. is skewed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so they always do a good job of kind of lying, like laying this groundwork. And I feel like it wouldn't have been so overt if it wasn't something that was going to tie into something later. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, now, what did you think about him, though, ultimately at the end of the story? And then after this, of course, we'll dive into the actual story. Uh, but what did you think of him giving the book... To bad Janet, potentially giving your enemies all that they need to destroy you, but saying, I have faith that you will <laughs> learn enough from this that you will try to be better. Mm -hmm. Do you think good move, bad move? I think it's a good move because that manifesto, it has been planted since the Jeremy Baramy episode. That's when they started writing it. Mm. Uh, and, you know, with that showing up, they've got a lot of information now that this, this is including everything in that manifesto has the first round of neighborhoods, sending them back to Earth, the new challenges that they have going on now. So it's a lot of data that most demons have not mm -hmm. interacted with or witnessed or seen or even experienced. And like I said last week, if Michael's the type that was like, oh, actually, this isn't right. I like to torture people. Glenn, I like to torture people, mm -hmm. but only if it was morally right. correct when yeah. I thought it was morally correct. Mm -hmm. This is going to change some things. It's going to rock some boats. I think it definitely is interesting too and an important point to take into consideration that this is not a normal bad Janet. Mm -hmm. This is a bad Janet that is so advanced that she was able to mimic a good Janet without melting. That's true. She at least has been rebooted to the point that she has enough empathy in her that she could potentially see mm, things from that's a she, great point yeah, yeah. she's been yeah. good at least to the point that i mean if it was just a janet off the line if it mm -hmm. was like here you go mm -hmm. i just walked into the warehouse i grabbed this bad janet here you go bad janet let's mm -hmm. be better that would have been a horrible horrible mistake but i think because this is a special 
Bad Janet. Bad Janet. I think you're right. I think that yeah. it is going to have more of an impact because if she could potentially be good, because that's even a point, this is the first bad Janet who has been able to successfully yeah. imitate a good Janet, yeah. which mm-hmm. means that she has that capability to be good, which means that the demons should have that capability as well, because mm-hmm. Michael has already proved that that is an option. So it's showing that based on these examples, it is possible for anybody to change, mm-hmm. whether it's a demon or a girl, not a girl. Yeah, and there was two moments in this in the discussion where, where Michael was with Bad Janet that that kind of stood out to me. And one of them was when he was explaining something to her, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that does make me understand it better." Where I feel like a true, a new, off the line Bad mm-hmm. Janet would be like, Ugh, "Whatever, I'm still not listening." But she she listened, and then the mm-hmm. gossip toilet is about to overflow. Yeah, and I remember it yeah. right off yeah. the dome, which I don't know what yeah. that says about me. And then the, <laughs> the second thing is the fact that this is the only bad Janet that has spent extensive time with our yeah. main crew in the neighborhood. So whether or not she likes them at this point, she does get them and has followed along in the story. Like you know, she's like invested a little bit. You think she's and invested? And she knows though? everything that, I mean, she made the point to say, I know literally everything that they've That's ever done. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, especially if you think about last episode when they had the demon con, right? Mm-hmm. And so Michael had the opportunity to kind of introduce the idea to other demons. Mm-hmm. And now you have Bad Janet with this book. Um, hopefully, and this fall, kind of falls into my predictions she takes that back and she... Well, let's wait for predictions. Let's okay. wait for predictions. Okay, Don't predict I will. yet. I will. Don't okay. predict yet. I will. Okay. Uh, but just kind of based on what is happening right now in this episode. Yeah. I think, she, yes, she is invested and she will do something. Yeah, and then Ivan <laughs> in the chat said that he even feels that Bad Janet looked a little different in the, by the end of the episode. She did her her expression, and I feel like that's such a testament to Darcy Carden. She's mm-hmm. such an amazing actress. She's so good. She's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, but talking about the actual story itself and what Michael was telling, uh, we have, of course, the John situation where mm-hmm. he discovers with Jason and Chidi that, oh, no, this is not actually Gianyu. After this ski trip where Jianyu led this meditation and everything, this is Jason Mendoza from Florida. And yeah. he is the gossipist of the gossipy. And he now has an exclusive. I'm like, I feel you, man. I've been there. And you can't, <laughs> and you can't say anything. And you're like, I want to say it. I want to say it. But oh. I'm not going to because I don't want to hurt anybody. But man, it's such hot goss. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that he was going to spill? This episode? Uh, no, because he's done so much work with Tahani. That's true. That's no. a good point. That he wanted to. He really wanted yeah. to. But this was going to be the moment that we see, like, oh, some stuff went down. And at least he's got Chidi to confide in. So he's not alone. Yeah, that's true. Um, you could see him fighting the urge. But it kind of reminds me of Tahani in the first season, you know, fighting her yeah. own um, battle of wanting everybody to love her and appreciate her and being number one. So, but she didn't have anybody to really talk to about it the way that John has with Tahini's Tahani. Tahani. Yeah. So I think that's why we're kind of seeing it happen faster mm-hmm. than it did with her. Um, I was hoping that he wouldn't spill the secret, but obviously he was going to struggle. I do have to say. 
props to this whole John storyline because it gave mm-hmm. me something I did not know that I needed in my life, which is Jason and full Gianu gear doing the magic mic body roll dance. Because yeah. Manny Jacinto, like, that was, like, props. I was so yeah, spot yeah. on. I was like, you guys wrote this whole storyline just so you could have that so, moment. Yeah, I feel absolutely. certain. <laughs> I was like, that was my Gianyu meditation. What was your Gianyu meditation? I know that John's was Kate Blanchett saying Rihanna. <laughs> and I love that he says her name right, too, because everybody says Rihanna, and it's yeah. actually yeah. Rihanna. Yeah. Oh, is it? It is. It's I Rihanna. Did not know. And I know that because mine's Elena, and everybody says Alana, and I just go with it because everyone's like, they say Rihanna. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not Rihanna. Oh, but I Rihanna. always say Rihanna too. So how do Rihanna. you say your name? I'm Elena. She's Rihanna. You can call whoever, whatever. I <laughs> what? guess do what you want. We've Everyone's been doing mind this is so blowing. Long. Everybody is like losing their minds right now. They're yeah. like, what? What? <laughs> and I bet you say it every week. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're I'm, fools. I'm yeah. Rihanna. I say it every week. You should know Rihanna's name by this point. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love that they have this storyline and to show, too, you're right, because he's been working with Tahani this whole mm-hmm. time. Having this backup, having this support system has made such a monumental difference. Mm-hmm. Brent, however, he hasn't had that. He hasn't connected with anybody, really. Mm-hmm. Even when Michael tries to on the golf course, all of these things, he feels everything is an attack, so then he just lashes back out. So it's interesting to see these kind of juxtaposed and the the John kind of like, okay, this isn't as big a deal because even though I want to say all this stuff, I have Tahani and Tahani even saying, you know, like, oh, I can have him talk me out of a stupid decision. Basically say like, hey, I'm going to have him focus on being a good friend. Focus on your friendships and then mm. the negatives kind of fall away. Brent doesn't have any positives to focus on. So mm-hmm. his only his one accomplishment, this book was his moment that he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. look, I did something. I contributed. And he felt so attacked for it mm-hmm. when it, he doesn't even realize that it's like, yeah, but your accomplishment was basically just trash talking yeah. all of your friends in a veiled form. What did you guys think about the way that Simone talked about him specifically, saying, it is not my responsibility to placate this man. People like this exist and do these awful things. Why do people like us, you and I, Chidi, you and I, Chidi, have to sit here and deal with it when we're the ones who are adhering to all of society's rules? This guy is a jerk. He should have to deal with the consequences. Oh well, it hit me very deep in my soul because I feel like that every day. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, you know, I think that we're not seeing that much change in Brent's character. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the new humans aren't uniting. You know, they're not helping each other out. They're, in fact, going against each other. Like, Simone's going against him and saying all these things about him and not really helping him. Versus with the first four humans, they, in every reset, they would always come together. Michael would push them together to kind of come together and be friends and figure things out together, right? That's so, actually a really good point because that's been kind of the underlying thing. It's like even yeah. when they when Michael was like, oh, yeah, putting you together was, was the mistake. I should split you all up. Mm-hmm. But then they all find a way to come back because they seem to have this sort of intrinsic bond together. 
Do you think that it's almost problematic that they're looking at it from a let's all team up and take one of these people to connect with instead of let's have these people connect together and form their own soul squad? Mm -hmm. I do. I think it's very problematic because they they had Jason team up with Chidi. You had Tahani team up with John. So you've been teaming these people up. But they have a, they're trying to force it on you almost. They're trying to push these people Mm. to be better. Mm -hmm. But if you put the four unknown, like not knowing what's going on, maybe they'd help each other just the way that they did in the beginning. So, because we've seen that with like Chidi and Simone, like they, even though, Mm -hmm. I mean, really, they were both good people to begin with pretty much but you know I I think that's a very very interesting point because we haven't really thought about it that way and we haven't had Mm -hmm. it structured that way and have it brought up like that point but I think that that, that's an excellent point is that if they Mm -hmm. are able to unite together if we can have John Brent and Simone Mm -hmm. all kind of be like and Cheaty yeah he doesn't know what's going on so yeah Cheaty. Cheaty yeah I still you count him as Chidi. like OG Soul Squad. I do like, too. He's still part of the, the core four humans now, but yeah, yeah. Chidi is that weird he outlier. He is. He's in the he's like in the in middle. He's but you our need Venn diagram. He's the one in the middle. But he's the moral <laughs> compass, right? So you need him yeah. in the middle. Kind of, it makes sense for him. So yeah, that's kind of troubling me a little bit that they're not doing that. I think that's a really good point, and I feel like I mean we've we've seen. Michael trying to talk to Brent and trying to connect with them and the whole like Ben Hogan quote where it's like your most important shot is your next one. He's like, and if you want to apply that to other things in your life, like you can make a mistake and that's fine as long as the next thing you're doing is trying to be a little bit better. And this, you know, the whole idea of like what quote are you going to listen to, even with John and the Immanuel Kant, like you should keep your friends secrets versus... Bethany Frankel, who's like, I'm on TV, baby, so listen to me. (laughs) I feel like it's it's nice that they kind of juxtapose these together and Mm -hmm. they give us the two sides of the coin and in each situation. And yeah, I mean it's it's a very complicated structure. We even see Eleanor kind of struggling with it of like Mm -hmm. uh you know, that's a good point. I'll get back to you. I don't really know what to do with that. What would your plan be in this situation if you guys had to come up with a plan where he writes this horrible book that is offensive? Also, just because you don't know who framed Roger Rabbit, like Jessica Rabbit from that movie. Get out of here. (laughs) Come on, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so what did you guys, what would you do to try to placate the situation if you were in Eleanor's shoes? I don't know, I would make them all write short stories, like, having, right, like, that's a good idea. The, the, their worst interpretations of everyone. Or doing that towards Ooh. Brent, so he can kind of, like, what Brent oh. did, just be like, this is a fun improv exercise, let's all go to the darkest place or the lightest place and just see what everybody thinks, because we're already dead, I don't know. <laughs> I will say, I think huh. that's a very good idea in theory, yeah. but having been to many an improv class yeah. that start out that way, things get real dark real fast. Yeah. <laughs> But, I don't know, a little drama. Yeah, it's like, well, you are listening to Bad Janet's here. Yeah. So like, no, but I would do something where all of them would, you know, they could say how they felt, but I don't think Brent would care. Mm, I you know? feel like, yeah, you're right, because Simone even says, where she's like, he doesn't see you, he doesn't see anybody mm-hmm. but himself. Do you feel like, though, because Chidi says that he has this obligation to help this man, regardless, mm-hmm. even if he's not seeing him or getting anything in return... Do you think that that is going to be a situation where maybe Chidi starts to feel differently because Simone is kind of pushing this? Or do you think that he 
will be able to kind of be the one to help Simone see that maybe she should be a bit more open. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like we might get Chidi swaying in Simone's direction. Mm-hmm. Well, you've already kind of seen Chidi try to help Simone a little bit because mm-hmm. of what Eleanor did. Um, so, yeah, I think it's Chidi who's going to help her. You know, in the chat we have Ivan saying, why haven't Chidi and Simone become suspect of Brent being in the good place? The dude is horrible and he's in the good place. Isn't that suspicious? And then you have... Carol Lou seven four four saying it's possible that they realize he has the potential to improve. They subconsciously think only people who could never improve would end up there. Truly, the worst of the worst. I do feel like Simone is starting to pick up on it though, because even she's like, "How come even in the bad or even in the good place, we're dealing with bad place BS that is like on Earth BS? Like we shouldn't have to deal with sexism and racism in the good place, and I shouldn't have to pretend like, oh yeah, this is fine, even though you said something that's." obviously really mm-hmm. offensive. I did wish that in Brent's apology or realization on, on wherever he was that we would have gotten more of his of his backstory and mm-hmm. why he's traumatized and mm-hmm. why he acts like this, which is something we never see from our the villains of things like this. We get a little bit because mm-hmm. even when he's talking about, basically it's just like he's been raised this whole way. Mm-hmm. Because he mm-hmm. says, yeah, I'll take this on. Just like my dad single-handedly took on all those class action lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, still idolizing his father, as people are off to do, to mm-hmm. idolize their parents. Not realizing, okay, if your dad had a bunch of class action lawsuits against him, probably wasn't that great a guy. Yeah. Uh, at least in some regard. Mm. But it's just... Brett is so closed off, mm-hmm. and because he's so used to having everything handed to him and so used to people placating, I almost wonder if Simone brushing up against him is going to be what it takes hmm. for him to actually start to see things from outside of his own perspective. Right, well, because folks like that, uh, I'm sorry, that, like are, are usually insulated by other people who think like them. So mm-hmm. it's true. He may have never gotten someone like Simone anywhere close to him. I mean, it seems like his most diverse f- group of friends is whoever he based Louise the Valet off of. Yes. And it's like, you clearly see how he's like, and he idolized him more than his own father. And it's like, Brent, <laughs> calm down, yeah. man. Like, jeez. We did see some vulnerability from him, though, towards the end there. He was like, but I actually wrote a book and I achieved this. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of see a little bit of vulnerability. Like, we're kind of breaking through a little bit. So I think you might be right. I think Simone and the way she's behaving will push him to be better. And in that way, they are helping each other without actually uniting with one another. Yeah. Right? They're affecting each other. But there's the, he did say whenever he was like, I'm being affected, you know, by these mean women, that stood out to me that like, oh, he sees them as women because someone like that would normally call yeah. them girls. Mm. Hey, that's actually, yeah, I actually, <laughs> that's sad that we're like, let's give Brent some props because he We're called calling. them mean women instead of mean girls. <laughs> yes. but, oh, God, what is our world? <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Uh, yeah, I do like, though, that we also are seeing Eleanor really, really step up. Like, now yeah. that she is focused on this task, I mean, that she feels that she has to be the one in charge and her responsibility for everyone else. Because even her, the plan that she came up with was, okay, We know that Jason just likes to light himself on fire, but legitimately, if we can have a situation where Brent helps somebody without even thinking about it, Mm -hmm. like it's his instinct to just do something helpful, and then he sees the repercussions of it and the positive consequences, maybe this will make him grow. Eleanor not even seeing the irony of, okay, without even thinking about it, 
you're helping yourself because you're so focused on trying to help all of these other people. Mm -hmm. She has put everything aside. I mean, she's having to watch the love of her life kiss somebody else in front of her every day. And she's encouraging it because she knows that it's what's best for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's I, I feel like that's one of the even more subtle things that we're seeing where it's like, okay, the points could even come back to just being about Eleanor. Who yeah. even knows? And still a straight hottie. <laughs> and still a straight hottie. What did you guys, who would you have given your humanity savior of the week? After this week's episode, who would be your humanity savior of the week and who would be your hottest savior of the week? Mm. Hmm. Who would you choose? Do you want me to go oh, first? Yeah, go first. Yeah. I already know Jason 100 would be the hottest of the week because mm-hmm. that Magic Mike body roll, that yeah. is some skill. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's such skill. It's yeah. such skill. So good. So I have good. to agree. Uh, and I have to say that Humanity's Savior of the Week would actually be Michael. Yeah. Because Michael is the one who has now broken down his boundaries to the point that he feels that it is cruel to a bad Janet to keep her encapsulated yeah. without giving her the opportunity that he's giving to the humans. That was a big ba- breakthrough. That's, big. That's yeah. a big moment. Yeah, that really was. I agree with you. I think he was the one who grew the most almost in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I, I agree. I was like, magic mic body roll and <laughs> setting free a bad Janet. That was a... Yeah. And I yeah. also know that I need a soundtrack immediately with I'll love you forever, parentheses, make that booty bounce in the bath. In the <laughs> yeah. bath. In the bath. With the police the sirens. sirens. <laughs> back. They're real. They were chasing me when I was yeah. in court. That's yeah. how I got the nickname, The Defender. I kind of wanted a flashback to like see that moment. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. I want like, a whole Jason spinoff. Just Jason yes. and Donkey Doug on Earth. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but before we dive into our special segment here, talking about some of our references, do you guys have any last thoughts on the episode? Yeah, I was, um, you know, the comments are saying they didn't really touch on the Chidi Eleanor relationship. And I'm actually glad because, first of all, it's depressing when they do. <laughs> and second of all, um, we need to be focusing on other things. We need to be focusing on the humans mm-hmm. and fixing yes. the point system, which, by the way, where's the accountant? You know, we haven't seen him at all. He's just hiding. He's in the thing. He's just, I know, but like, He's I want to see him. In the beginning. He's like, I'm not coming out. I know, but I want to see him. I just have this him. prop here just so <laughs> you guys don't forget. We're still mm-hmm. tallying. Yes. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I just wanted to see the accountant in action, you know, yeah, I want him bit. to come out and be like a butterfly now. Like, because he's oh, been in that God, yes. so long. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like maybe his like true form is true like colors. glorious butterfly. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with them not touching on the romantic yeah. storyline because we do have bigger things to deal with totally. right now, like the fate of all of humanity. And while romantic relationships are wonderful <laughs> and should be, you know. They're special parts of people's lives, but they are not everything. No, and, you know, yeah. Eleanor's, like, focused on her career right now. And, like, I, she's doing big I'm things. I'm for it. And I also feel like this is such a great almost flashback to last week when Jason was like, I'm really scared because I'm scared that my relationship with Janet isn't going to be great. And Michael's oh. like, I'm scared because we're in the birthplace of evil about to be eaten by a bunch <laughs> yeah. of demons. That was just I a, we that was a funny moment. Of. Uh, but yeah. yeah, let's talk about our special segment, our four-year reference. Oh my gosh. Four-year reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So let, there were a lot of references in a this lot. episode. A lot. You guys can help me out. Let's see. Yeah. John mentioned Gaga. Uh-huh. Did you guys remember that? Mentioned yes. Gaga. Um, we had 
I love the Bad Janet, Bad to the Bone reference. Which you're so but cute. You're like, what it. song is this? <laughs> I don't know the song, <laughs> but I immediately recognize it as a reference. It was yeah. obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Chidi mention Magic Mike, mm-hmm. which was funny. Uh, and obviously some theoretical things like the social contract theory, Emmanuel Kant. Um, you had Brent mention David Lee Roth and Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Yeah. Uh-huh. What else did you guys catch? Uh, John said Kate Blanchett and um, oh, yeah. Rihanna. No. Rihanna. 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 Back to Rihanna. <laughs> okay, Rihanna. Uh, which the chat is not okay with us talking about Rihanna uh, or Elena. It's blowing everybody's mind. Yeah. 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 It's tricks and treats. It's Halloween. You're welcome. Yeah, what else did we get? Uh, Elon Musk and Elon Musk. Yes, I was like, and I love that it's like, I had to sit by Beliscani at Elon Musk party and Elon Musk. She has crapped on Elon Musk a lot. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, fun of. I just, I'm like, whatever. I'm into it. I like he has a little goth girlfriend. But anyways. Oh, was it Downton Abbey? Oh, yeah. Ben Hogan. Mm-hmm. John Daly, David Lee Roth. Yeah, we've got um, a bunch Frankel. of references. Yeah, there's a there's lot. There's so many this episode. There's a lot. And, and yeah. we also... Across the board. Yeah, tons. We also have some news this week, too, yes. though, right? Such good news. After Buzz TV News. All right, we've got... The, the biggest news that I found this week was our dear Ted Danson was arrested... Yeah, yes. <laughs> he's been going to the climate crisis demonstrations at the Capitol along with Jane Fonda. They've been calling it Fire Drill Fridays. Uh, uh, Thirty-two people were arrested uh, for unlawfully demonstrating. Um, Jane Fonda said in an interview with CNN that we've got eleven years to turn this around, and we should act like our house is on fire because it is. Yep, yeah, I'm living here in LA. Yes, I but like it. you know, our, our dear, our dear Ted Danson is like fighting the good. Ted Danson fight. is awesome. He's making the good place on earth. Yes, yes. he is. <laughs> uh, uh, on our, our next set of news, uh, Manny Jacinto did a an interview with Collider. Um, he said that when he had found out about the end of the good place, he had just put down a down payment on a house, so he was a little bit nervous about it, um, but. He's now booked on the on Top Gun. He's going to yeah. be in Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun Maverick Top Gun. coming out in 2020. Which I love that they have the Top Gun reference this yes. episode, yeah. too. I was like, Brent, where it was oh, like, not. why is he dressed like it? And it's like, because he loves Top Gun. And I'm like, go, Jason! Yes, <laughs> definitely. And then um, at the end of the show, they asked him, you know, was there any, like, mementos that you took? Uh, he has a signed football, signed by Blake Bortles. Wow. Yes. I actually interviewed Kristen Bell and I asked her what she took. She took the too many flowers sign and it's in her garden right oh now. Oh my gosh, That's too awesome. many flowers. And then, then our last bit of news, Michael Shore uh, was talking to Newsweek, uh, talking about season three, episode four, which was Jeremy Baramy, that there was something very important in that episode. Uh, and it was not about the timeline of Jeremy Baramy. It was more about what their side... Thing was and it was working on the manifesto which we saw show up in the episode tonight so that's important towards the end of the season here the end of our mm. show manifesto yeah yes. baby well we gotta get out of here but any one sentence predictions before we head out yes i the neighborhood is now gonna end because they've now shown us the different characters they spent time on them so now we're done with that chapter of the story Bad Janet will somehow rally up the demons that are fighting with them, and things are going to get crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, bad Janet going back to the bad place with the manifesto is a sleeper agent, uh, whether she knows it or not, and it's gonna it's gonna make everything tumble the whole system. Totally, I think so too. I think that it's gonna be Bad Janet who's the one who ultimately says, "Look, our point system is wrong. The way that we're calculating is wrong. So regardless of the experiment, mm. the results, it's gonna we be her. Start all this over. I think it's gonna be Bad Janet. I think she's gonna." I think huh. she's gonna make it, make it be so. Yes, but, and you, you know we love Bad Janet. We love so, Bad yes. Janet. I think we're just like whatever, whatever. She's our girl. But you let us know what you think in the comments below. Also, if you guys dress as any of our good place characters for Halloween, send us those photos, and we'll throw them up on the air next week for you guys yeah. too. And in the meantime, where can everybody keep up with you? You can find me on all social media platforms at I Am Bali Girl. I'm also on six different shows. This one, I am on Legacies. I'm on The Voice. I'm on The Flash and Orphan Black. And also The Bollywood Beat, which is a new show talking all about Bollywood news. Oh, check it out. She working hard. Um, uh, Mary Lou Mandel, you can find me all over the internet at Mary Lou Mandel. And if you guys are into making content, if you need content about making content, how to do Instagram and all that stuff, find me on YouTube and I'll help you out. Yes. Yes. And I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can catch me every week interviewing your favorite celebrities at MEA Worldwide. That's MEAWW.com. Until next time, guys. Yes. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's the good place. We'll see you then. Oh, I love so many parts. Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 